Hey everyone, welcome to the Life Unplugged podcast. This is James and Terry Kraft coming to you from sunny Southern California. Are you looking for an opportunity to join the discussion with two people who have traveled the real and vulnerable road of marriage recovery, ministry, family life, and leadership? Well, our hope is for you to journey with us through each episode into a discovery of what it means to live a faith-filled life in an honest, authentic, and unhindered way. So we encourage you to set aside life's distractions and stresses and get comfortable with us as we discuss Life Unplugged. Hi, everyone. This is James and Terry Kraft here at the Life Unplugged podcast, and we're so thankful to be uh, on this podcast today with everyone. Yes. Um, we have been facing some uh, crisis around the world with this coronavirus, and uh, we are at home. You know, we're we're being asked not to go outside or go in, in, in any other place unless it's a necessity, and and so we have been at home a lot as yes. a family and uh, <laughs> schools shutting down and uh, travel shutting down. And so I know that many are listening to this podcast can relate to that because mm-hmm. uh, it creates a challenge, you know, to anyone's life when you feel like you're being locked in uh, yeah. to a place where you don't have freedom to do what you need to do. Yes. And so, but we're grateful to be here with everyone today and, and we're going to talk about this and, mm-hmm. and kind of give some practical uh, resources that could really help uh, you personally, your marriage and your family. Uh, we're going to talk today about five things our family learned during a crisis. And mm-hmm. I think that, uh, this could be considered a crisis that we're facing right now. Yes. And I think that there's, and I just want to take a moment and really just, you know, normalize the fact that a lot of us are feeling uneasy. There's fear. There's the unknown. There's just a lot. Um, and I, I, we were sitting last night and, um, heard the news that one of our, our daughters was, was going to be affected in terms of being able to run in, in a very prestigious, um, meet called the Arcadia Invitational and Mount Sag Invitational. She's a junior. Um, and we sort of, we, we, we read the news. We all kind of paused for a minute and went our, our separate ways. And I thought to myself, Lord, I didn't even take any time to grieve that and, and, and I know that she's grieving that too, yeah. Because she was, she's been, she's been training for that, and so there's, there's, there's losses, there's grieving, there's, there's the this this death that people are hearing about in the news. So there's just a lot going on, a lot. and we just want to take the moment to to really to just empathize, yeah. You know that for what you're feeling, you're, what you're feeling is what you're feeling. Yeah. It's reality. It is. Yeah. I had someone come up to me, uh, recently and they just kind of downplayed everything that's going on. And, and you know what, we have to, the realization that things can, can be blown up, right. Uh, mm-hmm. bigger than it really mm-hmm. is. And, but this is a reality, yes. uh, that we're facing on a global perspective. And, uh, and I, I had to stop the person and I said, Hey, even if you don't fully agree with what's going on, people are afraid. And that's why we do things. When when people go to the store and <laughs> go to Costco, I know you were at Costco and there was a line out the door and there's a long line all the way to back at Costco just getting toilet paper, you know, which uh, is pretty bizarre to me that toilet paper is the the, the item everybody's after. But it, it really comes out of a lot of the fear mm-hmm. that people are feeling. They don't know what tomorrow brings them. Yes. And so they frantically will go after and do what they feel is what is right in their own mind. You know, and so they literally will sometimes step on somebody else 
to get to where they feel safe, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I had to stop this person and said, can we just both consider the fear that others are feeling right now? And mm-hmm. can we connect to that fear? Because if we can connect to people's fear and where they're at, maybe then some empathy can be developed within our own hearts to be caring for other people, you know, and then in caring for other people brings peace in my own heart. Mm-hmm. That's know? right. That's right. Well, and, and many people have asked us, um, because they know we've gone through some pretty heavy storms in, in our life. Um, they've asked us to kind of explain some of the things that, that we learned along the way. A lot of times when we go speak places, um, you know, the question will be, how did your family survive? You know, the, the craziness that you guys went through, some of the tragedy and the loss um, that you, you guys um, navigated. And um, I was just pulling up a blog the other day, and I actually posted it to our website, our James and Terry Craft dot com website and um we thought today would be kind of interesting to run through that because though it was written about six years ago um the the content of it i reposted it because i feel like it's applicable today because i really feel like there's a lot of families out there that are feeling like this feels like crisis um, this feels, I've never experienced this before. I know you and I, we were children of the 80s, uh, graduated in in 90. Um, and, you know, I just had my 48th birthday. Yes, mm. yes, I just admitted that. Um, <laughs> and I've never seen, I've never seen such mass closures before. And, you know, I, just to be candid, I... I'm a person, I'm a seven on the Enneagram, so I tend to be pretty enthusiastic and and positive, but I tend to, if I'm going to go down a dark road, it's going to be anxiety. It's going to be, it's going to be that fear. And I have felt myself really trying to push that down. Um, And I've just had to come to terms with the reality. I, this is unnerving. So we as a family have had to huddle together and kind of pull out of our toolbox some things that we learned in our time of um, recovery and crisis. And it was great because some of the things that we wrote, like we'll, we'll say the ages of our kids, and this is about six years ago now, um, good as gold. Love oh, yeah. it. And these came out of, of our family's mouths straight to the paper right after our time of crisis. Well, and that's the great thing because it's not just you and I fabricating uh, statements. This is what our kids said, and they we involved yeah. them into this process. So I think this will be helpful for one, for you individual, if, if you're listening to this or couples are listening to this. But in this time is a lot of families were being forced <laughs> to huddle together without any choice there in our own homes. And so this might be something that'd be helpful for the family unit, yeah. you know, because we're, we're together, you know, we... We didn't go to church on Sunday because no church was open, and we had our own church service on Sunday morning, uh, kind of just hanging out here and processing. I'll tell you, when we're able to sit around at the living room and just talk mm-hmm. and process, and I'll tell you, there was a great deal of peace that we were able to experience when we came together as a family, yeah. and it was a pretty powerful experience. So I think that these these um, these points will really be helpful to how to lead your family uh, during a time of crisis. Mm-hmm. And so I guess I'll start off. Is that all right? Yeah, and, and I'll just say one more thing before you do, but um, these are pretty simplistic and, and pretty obvious, but um, they are things that we can often forget when we're in the times of busyness, but we're, things have slowed down. 
Um, and so we're, we just encourage you in this season, maybe even to just sit down. One of the things that we really need, or two of the things that we really need as humans is to be seen and be heard. Yeah. So it's great to ask your kids. It's great to ask each other as a married couple or, you know, as an individual, um, you know, whoever is in your life. What, what, what is it that, that is going on inside? I see you, I hear you. Um, and you'll be surprised what you hear. So we did it as a family, you know, those six years ago, we said, Hey, what are some things you guys learned? And this is what we all came up with. Love it. Take it away. Well, my, the one I came (laughs) up with is that, um, I learned to be fully present and to, uh, listen intently and respond with empathy you know, uh, I grew up uh, very compartmentalized in my mm-hmm. life, and and so I would take a crisis in the past as very I was very fearful of it, and so what I would do is I would put it in a box and I would stuff it way down, and doing that I became very distant with people in a time of crisis because it was self-preserving. Um, I would make sure that I would be okay, and I, if I did that through medicating or isolating or coping, whatever. I had to do, I would do to actually feel safe within. And now you think, guy, James, you sound, was it like, it, it, are you kind of a, a softy? Uh, <laughs> I guess so, because I, I but I'm not, I, I drive. You're, you're an eight on the Enneagram. I am an eight. You are not a softy. I'm not. <laughs> and so it's important to understand. But you are sensitive, which I is am. beautiful. Well, I, I love that. That's the empathy. And yeah. thank you, by the way. Uh, the empathy that has been developed mm. in me through healing. So I was able to break down some of those walls mm-hmm. of compartmentalization and to really allow others into my place, you know, my dark place, my happy place, my scary place, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, Hey, and what that does, it creates deep connection with those that you allow in, uh, is that being that vulnerable and honest with yeah. people. So that was a big one for me. I love that. I love the line, um, that you wrote, you said, when my coping mechanisms were obliterated and the blinders were fully taken off, I could see clearly the beauty of each and every moment. I could feel deeply for those around me and respond in unhindered love, in unhindered love. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You know, it's fun Uh, now is, I I don't know if the word fun fully describes it, but it's, um, a uh, it's good to be able to meet people in that place mm-hmm. because I know I used to see this very unsafe mm-hmm. place to be. Now I see it as a place of deep connection mm-hmm. and that's actually a place of safety. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Well, and it's safe for those of us in your family as well because that's authentic and that's, we can trust that. So, you know, we, I love that. So, you know, this is a time when maybe you need to hear somebody out there needs to hear to be fully present, to take this opportunity to let some of these things, um, change us in a way that maybe, maybe we're vulnerable in a new way and we can be honest. Well, and Terry, you know, people being forced to be home, people are working from home, schools at home, our schools are shut down and gosh, we're, we want to be very sensitive to that because we just don't even know the dynamics that that brings to a, a family. Um, because you know, a lot of people, you know, we're seeing on the news today that some kids, they get their food because they go to school, you know, mm-hmm. and the reality is, is that there's a lack right now, uh, in people with people. And, and so, but when they are brought to the place of home, that's not always a safe place. Mm-hmm. You know, there might be, this might be a very scary place to be. And so if we can encourage you, if you are, you know, a, a parent, um, is to really open yourself up to say, Hey, how do I open myself to a place that I can 
listen and I can respond with empathy and create safety of my home where maybe our kids, my kids didn't feel safe before. That's right. Maybe this can be a turning point. That's good. That's really good. Well, um, what I had written down uh, those years ago was that I learned that you should never be afraid to speak what's in your heart. And uh, this comes off of many years of me really, truly just not knowing how to use my voice. Of course, I had a voice. I wouldn't say that I was ever a complete pushover, but I think that I didn't have enough strength of identity and I didn't really have very much boundary structure Mm -hmm. that I didn't know when and how to use my voice. And so um, in our time of crisis, I learned that it it was okay sometimes to take a vulnerable and risky step to say, this is how I'm feeling. This is what I'm experiencing, which I didn't. Because yeah. I didn't want to rock the boat or I didn't want to you know, cause problems. So you know, here we are in a time of crisis. And sometimes I just need to say, I need to pull someone aside. Let's say you, for instance, my spouse, I need to pull you aside and say, I'm feeling anxious right now. Mm-hmm. I just read a news you know, article or I saw something and I'm feeling anxious. And then all of a sudden we can have connection instead yeah. of me holding it in and try to figure it out and make everything okay. Um, so I learned to, to not be afraid. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. So. I know you mentioned, uh, just recently, I think it was yesterday that, that I was reading an article about CEOs and leaving this and all this, all the economy, it was just kind of a mess. <laughs> the, the article that I was reading, it wasn't the most positive. Um, and you looked at me with, um, with sincere eyes and said, this creates fear in me, like a, an anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm just, it causes some fear mm-hmm. to rise up and, mm-hmm. You know, and I didn't really have an answer, yeah. I know, but I had an option, you know, is that can we just meet each other here? Your yeah. vulnerability and honesty was incredible because you're being honest because we've created safety that you can do that. But I think that's when we were in the kitchen and we just hugged each other, you know, and just said, all right, we're going to make it through today that's and right. we're going to look to tomorrow and then the next week and the next month. And it created mm-hmm. some uh, that connection in the midst of doing that. Yeah, 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 it did. I think I think I pulled down deep inside and said, Terry, you have you have um, seen the Lord uh, just be so incredibly faithful through the years. He will continue to be faithful now. Yeah. And I was like, yes, I know that. I just, uh, I just needed to, my alongsider yeah. at the moment to, um, to encourage me. So I, but I wouldn't have had that experience unless I was willing to take the risk and, and speak what was on my heart. So. Well, I'm thankful I was there with you. Yes. You know, we had another one, uh, our eight year old at the time, Grace, uh, she's not eight anymore. Um, she said she learned that when we work together as a family, things are much better. <laughs> and I love that because here, um, for someone who, uh, our grace and she, uh, is a number two on the Enneagram. And so, but you know, order and things and safety is important for her. And so this kind of creates some uncertainty. Oh yeah. Well, know? and her biggest thing is, is, you know, is everybody else okay? Yeah. I so want to make sure everybody's okay. She's our mother, Teresa. She sure is. And so she feels that and she feels that even sometimes, the, sometimes the responsibility of that. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, when she said that it was like, okay, is the family unit okay? Yeah. And when we are, and we work together, man, we can do a lot. Yeah. And when, 
I, I love she put, she said oh, um, and in the blog I put, when we asked Grace to give us one thing she learned, she paused for a second, she was eight at the time, looked around at our family and gave, you know, this beautiful answer that we're, you know, together, we're much better. And, you know, really the truth is that uh, when we live together in one home, um, we when we work together, when we sacrifice for one another, uh, when we hang in there when things get hard, you know, it really does take a lot of effort. It takes a team. Um, but our, our, our little ones especially, gosh, they benefit when we can, when we can work like that. Yeah. She noticed that. Yeah. I loved it. I love she said that. Well, and as a parent, you know, sometimes you, you're carrying a lot of stress and a lot of variables. Um, and doesn't mean that you aren't going to continue to carry those things because there are responsibilities as parents. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, we have to stop and create environments where our kids feel safe and that we are a team. We're in this together along with everybody else, but we're in this together and that uh, we're going to be able to apply this. And so that we can move forward this. And and it's funny, this, this virus is going to go away eventually. Everybody's going to create, experience crisis in life once in a while, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Just dealing with life. So this is, is very important for a child's perspective of learning. This is that gosh, when we're together, we operate together. We do much better Mm -hmm. no matter what. Oh, absolutely. We can out of this came our family motto. We have a few of them, but one of our mottos we came up with was we're better together. And we say it all the time. You guys were better together. And everybody realizes you're right. Cause I remember back when things weren't okay and we did our best to work together. Wow. You know, this is a good time. So I love that. That was our motto that came out of that. Yeah. So, well, Elise at the time was age 12. Um, she learned that you don't need to be afraid in hard times. Because Jesus brings you peace. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, love that. Oh, man. She is our uh, warrior. And um, this was um, written in Elisa's life, obviously on the tail end of our family's you know, time of recovery, but also kind of her stepping into another um, challenging season for her through um, just dealing with an autoimmune issue. Um, she's um, just had a lot of issues um, with alopecia and just a lot of things going on in her life. And, and for her to say this, oh my gosh, she means it. Yeah. You know, when she talks about Jesus brings us peace and the time of struggle, this is a kid that that has struggled, yeah, you know, and it's just amazing the testimony of those words. You bet. Yeah. And for her to be able to describe peace when we've seen her have to really wrestle through those things, you know, when, uh, if uh, you don't know our daughter's story where she has alopecia and, uh, she lost all of her hair, you know, and, uh, in doing so, uh, she had to wear a wig everywhere she went. And in the process to watch her, um, stand on, that principle and that promise is that our peace comes from God. It means a lot to us, even as we describe it today. And it brings up emotions in both of us as we say it out loud, because we watch this young girl um, really find herself uh, with her savior because that's where her peace was. Um, And to be able to say that I listen Uh, when, when she speaks that I listen to her because there is a young person, um, my daughter that was able to experience um, what it is to have peace within in the midst of a crisis, mm-hmm. you know, when she was laying there in our lap and all of her hair is falling out, um, we were able to see because we were having a hard time with that. Yeah, and and it, it brought us back into an understanding of wait a second, 
this is her crisis and we're in it with her, but it's her hair gone. We were able to meet her there because she was experiencing a deep peace. It doesn't mean she wasn't grieving it. No, okay. And I want to make that very clear. There might be things right now that you're facing that you have to grieve. You know, you might not have the, the job opportunity or this at school or this with the family and you have to let it, uh, you have to say, I'm sorry, we're not gonna be able to do that. Mm-hmm. There's a part of that you have to grieve yeah. because it's a loss. Mm-hmm. And we had to watch that grieving take place. And so that peace means a lot to us when we hear it from someone like Elise. Yes. You know, so. Well, and I think it begs the question and for all of us to just take some time to contemplate what that means to us personally. What does it mean that Jesus is our peace? Yeah. And if if we truly are struggling with that, he, he is the answer and he'll give us the answer. Um, and if we do have it and if we do know in our heart, then then we need to to um, bring that right up to the forefront of our of our consciousness and say, yes, he's always been my peace. He is my peace. He will continue to be our peace. Yeah. Even when I look on the news and it's just, you know, craziness out there because this right. will pass. Yeah. This will pass and our kids will be able to see, yes, he is our peace. That's right. Well, and then our, our, our oldest daughter, Rachel, I mean, she was in a, uh, t- throes of her teenage years at this time um, when she described this. And the thing that she learned is that she had to take responsibility for her own relationship with the Lord. Um, this was a big deal because she went through a lot of hurt and a lot of, in our crisis, she had a lot of hurt and she was had a lot of disappointment, a lot of letdown. And, uh, she had to come to an understanding where am I and what do I have to do? We can tell you all the top things that you can do within this crisis financially. And we can tell you, and I can, cause I, I'm an executive coach with business leaders. I could help you navigate challenges, this and that in your business. But ultimately, if you want to get to the core of who we are, what is the center of us? If we want to lay our lives on a strong foundation, it's in Christ. And so she had to come to an understanding. Who is Jesus to me? Not my parents. Who are the pastors and all that? Who is he with me? And she had to wrestle through that and come to an understanding. And so my encouragement in, with any of us who are listening today is that you would take a kind of an inventory and look at how am I helping myself grow in that? Because I got to be responsible for that. Mm-hmm. But if you have kids, how do you help them navigate that to come to a place of understanding and who they are yeah, with Christ? That's really good. Well, you know what? I think that that overall what we really saw as, as parents um, was that our best contribution to our kids um, was to be healthy and whole individuals. Yeah in our life, yeah. in our own life and to fight for our marriage and to pray without ceasing and to give great grace and unconditional love. Um, when people are in a, in discovery stage, yeah. gosh, that was really hard. That was hard. Cause I was like, what's going to happen? You know, when she's 16 and she's like, I don't know about all this stuff. And it's because she was grieving. And, you know, I had some great advice cause I reached out and someone told me, Terry, love her, um, just be there for her. Um, you know, give her great grace, but, 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 but be present with yourself and make sure that you are spending time with the Lord, that you are, are saying, um, are living what you say. And it's really interesting. These times, um, make us, uh, just be more aware of where we are in, in some of these places. So, um, I think that's really good. That was good. You know, and I know that we, we meet with married couples from around the world. Um, and, 
we've had the privilege of, of just being able to do that um, because technology has been so wonderful. We meet via Zoom with couples and walk them through um, uh, all kinds of processes. And, indivi- and individuals And individuals as well. As well. So, yeah. But it's been so amazing to see when people take responsibility for their journey, yeah. the impact that it has upon um, not only their own individual life, their marriage and family, but really the world around us. You bet. You bet. Well, I, I like to kind of, we're going to end our uh, our time together, but it, there's something that we've done and, and so many people do it, but many people don't. And so I want to put it out there as a way that you can connect with people. Now, if you're somebody who's single listening to this, well, this is something you can do with people. You know, it doesn't have to be a, a, a spouse and kids. It's mm-hmm. We do this with, with our family because we're a family unit and we oh, have yeah. people here. But we love to do this with our friends and, and just people that we hang out with. Mm-hmm. Uh, you come over to our house. We, we include you in no yeah. matter who you are. <laughs> it was the greatest thing is when our daughter, who, who was her, her first date with her boyfriend, who now is going to be her husband in October because they're getting married. Um, he, when he came over for the first time uh, to our house to have dinner, to meet us and for me to have a conversation and meet him, uh, it was a great opportunity that we actually included him uh, in this conversation that we do around the dinner table each time we have a meal. So we figured if he can hang with us in, in, in this moment, he, you know, he's good to go. He's good to go. <laughs> and he did a great job. And, and so we sit around the table and each and every one of us answer two questions. What was the best part of your day was the first one. And we love that question because it's fun. We laugh, we joke, we have a good time with that. And we actually celebrate, you know, that we're able to see even the good things that are happening around us. But we also ask a follow-up question, and we ask the question is, is, what's the worst part of your day? You know, what was the worst part of your day? And, and in doing that, man, that's where the tears start flowing. That's where if there's something underneath the surface, it comes out. And it gives opportunity for family to actually deal with the challenges at hand. You know, so many people we have worked with have grown up in an environment where they never saw their parents have a disagreement or fight or so on and so forth. Um, and that's not healthy because we need to see what healthy um, disagreements are. And But the great thing about having a disagreement or fight is the resolve. Mm-hmm. You know, we call it the rupture and the repair. That's right. You know, and nobody really in the unhealthy environments, we don't get to see that. You know, we see a lot of rupture but we don't experience the repair. Mm-hmm. And sometimes in around, I know around our dinner table, we've had rupture, uh, mm-hmm. but we wait and we will live it out to see the repair work take place. And in doing so, the healing and the connection and the bond that takes place, is pretty cool. Yeah, that's really good. Well, we hope that, you know, these few things that we learned along, you know, the road of, of our kind of time of crisis that kind of came out of that um, would be, in one way or another, inspiring uh, to you listening um, that really there is hope and you're not alone. Um, If you are uh, needing help navigating um, any part of your journey, um, please, you know, reach out to us. Um, Our website is, uh, we have a couple of websites actually. Um, Jamesandterrycraft.com is where you can get a hold of us personally. Um, But you can also reach us and um, see what we're doing uh, with our nonprofit organization called LiveLifeUnplugged.org. And you'll see a lot of great things there as well. One of them is the Novus Project, which has a lot of great tips for families um, regarding media. So that's going to be some of our of our um, upcoming uh, podcasts talking about kind of how to keep your family safe in this time. 
um, of uh, media probably overload. Yep. Um, I've already, <laughs> we've already kind of, you know, seen an increase in some of the media, especially our kids are going to be doing school online. Yeah. Um, but we'll even give some tips or you can go there on our website to check that out as well. That'd be great. And if you're at a place right now as an individual or maybe as a couple and you guys are like, wait a second, we need help in this time. And uh, that's where you want to reach out because you know what we have as we serve people and we help people online. We use Zoom. And, and so if you want to meet us there, we would love to. And so that we can actually help you in that process. You can reach out to us and see what that looks like. And so uh, I just know that this in these times you realize there's, we're, we're all pretty fragile, mm. you know, and it's a pretty fragile world. Um, but that's where we have to come back and say, where does our peace come from? That's right. And then where does our stability come from? You know, and I believe that's one with God and two, that is uh, where God provides us, you know, or individuals. It says in Ecclesiastes, two are better than one. Mm-hmm. You know, if one falls down, his brother's there to pick him up. And so this is a very important time that one, we unite together with God, but then two, unite together with one another. And so we're thankful uh, that you have joined us today here at uh, Life Unplugged podcast. And so we look forward to being a part of uh, your life. And in the next podcast, uh, join us when we talk and have guests come in to talk about online safety. And so we're excited for that. Yes. And so I hope you guys have a great day. And uh, go ahead and check out our resources at livelifeunplugged.org or jamesandterrycraft.com. You can look at those two for resources that you might need today. And hope you guys have a wonderful day. If you'd like to hear more from James and Terry, subscribe to this channel. Check out their website at jamesandterrycraft.com or find them on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter.